0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: Welcome back. It's the second episode of the Titans Time Podcast. We're excited to be back. Uh, today we're going to be going over our mock drafts. Before we get into it, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the latest news uh, coming out this past week. Uh, the Titans have signed Anthony Fertzer back to a one-year deal. What do you think about that, Tyler?
0: I'm pretty excited with that re-signing. I believe he had two touchdowns in the postseason, which uh, led our tight ends. So, yeah, I'm ready to see what else he has in store for us.
1: Yeah, I think he can definitely be a much better contributor next year, and he can be a lot more involved in offense. So, I'm excited about it.
0: Well, with uh, Delaney Walker possibly being gone, it's definitely nice to be able to have him on the other side of the line or lining up right next to Jonu Smith.
1: That is true. You know, Delaney Walker didn't really get a lot of snaps last season. With that being said, I still think that Furzer can, you know, see his way into the starting lineup a lot more often, uh, especially in some of these two and maybe even three tight end sets. And I definitely think that he can produce a lot more next year. All right, so let's go ahead and get right into our mock drafts. Um, we're going to be doing the first round picks for every NFL team. And we're also going to cover the second and third round picks for the Titans with the first pick in the NFL draft, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, Tyler, who do you have them going with?
0: I'm pretty sure I have them going with the same choice that everyone else has them going with. And that's Joe Burrow.
1: Yeah. I think that's pretty much the consensus. Number one pick right now is Joe Burrow. He's, I mean, obviously he was the Heisman winner.
0: Well, not just that, but the Bengals are looking for that franchise quarterback that can finally get them a playoff win. And just with what he was able to do, especially the second half of the season, I see Joe Burrow being able to help him out there.
1: I think they're looking for a new identity, and I think that Joe Burrow can definitely bring that to the table. He has a good personality. You know, he's kind of a hometown hero there in uh, Cincinnati. Of course, he went to – at first he went to Ohio State – before transferring to LSU and obviously having an outstanding season, winning the Heisman. I've got here just some pros and cons for him. Obviously, he's very smart. Um, He can read defenses like a book. He's a very accurate quarterback. Uh, Cons, he's pretty old for a rookie. He's 23 right now. I think he's going to be 24 uh, come time for the season, or possibly in December. Um, He doesn't have a lot of arm strength. Uh, As far as a player comparison, I think he compares pretty well to Alex Smith. Uh, They're both smart, can use their legs, and their arm strength is the biggest weakness.
0: All right, now going on to number two, the Washington Redskins. Who do you have them taking?
1: Uh, I think this is another consensus pick. Uh, Chase Young going number two to the Redskins. The
0: guy's just a beast coming off the edge. Uh, really good at getting to the quarterback, which is something the Redskins really need help with.
1: Yeah, I think you're exactly right, and I think he's the best player in the draft. This He's a physical freak. He, he really is. I mean, um, he's powerful. He's quick. He's a good run defender. Um, the only knock that I have on him is that he can be a little bit predictable sometimes. Uh, you can tell especially if he's going to be dropping back into coverage. He's kind of back on his heels. I think a good player comparison is Julius Peppers. They're both obviously physical freaks and can really get after the quarterback. I think Chase Young missed two games and still had 16 and a half sacks.
0: I believe that is correct.
1: Uh, so at number three, the Detroit Lions are going to be picking, and I have them taking Jeff Okuda. Uh, his player comparison is Marshawn Lattimore. They both went to Ohio State, both locked down. Man corners.
0: I have uh, Okuda going to the lines as well. I feel like on their defense there, you know, Slay is starting to get a little bit older, uh, and right now, you know, he's still able to play. So pairing him and Okuda t- together could really cement the sides of the field for the Lions there.
1: It could, and I don't know if they're gonna go away from Slay this off season. I'm not sure what's gonna happen there. This could definitely be a good pairing if they did happen to keep him. Uh, like you said, he's, he is getting a little bit older. Uh, he has a few years left on him before he starts to lose some of that speed and athleticism. But the, the Lions, they usually wouldn't go with a cornerback this early in the draft. Um, but with Matthew Stafford, I think he's definitely still going to be sticking around there for a while. Um, I think that Okuda is you know the exact type of defensive back that the Lions are looking for. He really fits their scheme well. With that being said, uh, the number four pick is the New York Giants. I have them taking Jedrick Wills from Alabama.
0: I have the Giants going with Isaiah Simmons, the, the hybrid linebacker slash safety slash slot corner. I mean, the guy is just so athletic and can play any of those three positions. I think
1: he's the most versatile player in the draft. He kind of reminds me of Jabril Peppers.
0: Yes, very much so. You know, the Giants, I know that they have Daniel Jones in the backfield with Saquon Barkley and could probably use um, some help on their O-line.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I've got down for Wills. Of course, he's the offensive tackle from Alabama. Um, I've got him down. I mean, they want to protect Daniel Jones, and he could definitely develop into a good run blocker for Saquon. He has some good run blocking skills right now as it is, but he definitely has – Um, the body to develop into a very good run blocker
0: i can see that um you know i just i have him going on the defensive side of the ball because you know they got rid of landon collins this past year and uh odell so i feel like they need some type of player uh you know collins he was basically their enforcer on the defensive end before they got rid of him and i feel like isaiah simmons might can come back in and Maybe give their defense a little bit of an identity.
1: Uh, I think you're exactly right with what you said about Odell. They definitely need a player that can give them an identity and kind of be the face of that team, and more specifically for Simmons, that defense. And I think he can definitely be that person for them. I don't have him going there. I actually have him going number five to the Miami Dolphins. And hear me out here. I don't think that they're going to be able to fix all of their issues in one offseason. I think that... Simmons once again is the most versatile player in the draft. If you add him to that linebacking core of Jerome Baker and Raquan McMillan, um, that's just going to be a really solid defense. And of course, as we've already said, Isaiah Simmons can move around the defense. You can really place him anywhere. I think he would be a good fit in Miami.
0: For me, I have Miami going with the on the other side of the ball. You know. I've been seeing it tank for Tua, tank for Tua, and I believe that is exactly who they're going to go with is Tua Tungavaloga.
1: Tua what? Tua Tungvaloga. Tag, I don't know how to say it. Either. <laughs>
0: All right, let's just stick with going with Tua. I feel like in this draft, the Dolphins need to focus on one side of the ball or the other. I feel like they either need to build up their offense or build up their defense one. So, you know, for me, starting it out, I don't feel like they want to stick with Fitzpatrick, so I think they're going to take Tua and try and build this offense around him.
1: I'm a little bit on the opposite side there. I think that they can stick with Fitzpatrick for one more year, and like I said, they're not going to fix all their issues in one offseason. So I think that a lot of these teams that are ahead of them in the draft are going to be improving a lot more than they are, and I think that they can go with Isaiah Simmons, get that versatile player on defense – and go for Trevor Lawrence next season.
0: All right, now coming in at number six, we have the Chargers. Who do you have them taking?
1: I got them taking Tristan Wirfs, uh, the O-lineman out of Iowa. And I said O-lineman because I think that he can actually kind of transition to guard instead of being at the tackle position. He can. I feel like he's
0: switched between uh, both those positions very well.
1: And I think that he's definitely going to improve the run a lot. Uh, I've got some of their team needs as – O-line, running back, and cornerback. And I think that their running back position is going to look a lot better if they can improve their run blocking. It wasn't great last year, of course, with Melvin Gordon's struggles and holding out till week eight, whatever. Um, They're going to be losing Eckler. Um, Of course, they still have Justin Jackson back there. I think that he can definitely fill in a little bit, especially running behind Tristan Wirfs.
0: I have the Chargers going with – Justin Herbert, uh, mainly because we know Phillip Rivers is gone, and we don't know what kind of possible moves the Chargers might be making for a quarterback in free
1: agency. I think they're going to go for Mariota.
0: And they might do that, but why not uh, take a chance here since you have an early pick and bring in a quarterback who could potentially be their franchise quarterback? And he's a little bit, he brings them a different dynamic than what Phillip Rivers had. Uh, he is more mobile than Rivers was. So, you know, that could help them change their offensive scheme.
1: And again, I'm kind of on the opposite side from you there. I don't think with a top 10 pick you can use that on a quarterback that you're just not sure if he can actually be the franchise guy. I think if you're going to take a guy in the top 10 at the quarterback position, you have to really invest in him and know that he's – definitely going to be that franchise guy. I don't see that for Herbert at this moment. Um, Of course, a lot of things are going to change after the combine, and that's why we'll probably do another mock draft after the combine. So uh, a lot of my picks I have based off of how I think they're going to perform at the combine. Now, by no means, and does that mean, you know, I'm not an expert or anything. I'm probably going to be way off, but uh, moving on to number seven, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I have them taking Tua, Tua Tagovailoa. Um, this is, I mean, I think Cam is going to be gone. They need a franchise quarterback. Uh, they don't need to waste Christian McCaffrey's best years, uh, and Christian McCaffrey and Tua in the backfield—that's just a deadly combination.
0: I have the Panthers going on the other side of the ball, uh, kind of like what we've been doing for the last several picks. We're both going on different sides here. Uh, I have them going with Derrick Brown, the defensive tackle, trying to uh, really help out their interior defensive line there with stopping the run and possible pass rush.
1: Moving on to number eight, we've got the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I have their team needs as offensive line, wide receiver, and defensive tackle. I think they're going to go with CD Lamb. He kind of reminds me of DeAndre Hopkins, which is a comparison I've heard several times from a lot of different places. Um, I think that you need to give Kyler Murray some more weapons. He could use a little weight. I mean, I think he's about 186 pounds. He could put on some muscle, and I think that he can be a very dominant physical receiver there in Arizona.
0: I have the Cardinals going with a – Offensive lineman, I have him going with Jedrick Wills, uh, the offensive tackle. You have Kyler Murray back there in the backfield. Granted, he does have Larry Fitzgerald out there on the side who is well on up there in age and could probably use some younger receivers, but I feel like if you build this offensive lineup for him and allow him to have a little bit more time, uh, that's really going to help Kyler Murray out with his development.
1: Coming in at number nine, got the London Jaguars. Of course, them playing two home games in London this year just because they hate Jacksonville. Um, i got their team needs as defensive line, offensive tackle, and an edge rusher. Uh, I think that they're going to go with Derek Brown, the defensive tackle out of Auburn. They need to strengthen that defensive line, like I already said, and I think that he's the best player left on the board at this point, so I think that they have to go with him.
0: I have the Jaguars taking a defensive tackle as well, but I have them taking Javon Kinlaw.
1: More of a pass rusher.
0: Right. Depending on what happens in their free agency. uh, Which is the
1: case with every team.
0: Right. Um, Like you said, their defensive line really needs some help. And since I already had Derek Brown going off the board uh, to the Panthers, I feel like this is the next best step for – the uh Jaguars
1: at number 10 and this is where it gets interesting for me uh, the Cleveland Browns I think they're going to go with Xavier McKinney they had the 22nd ranked defense in the NFL last season Uh, they can strengthen this by adding McKinney to the secondary of course he um, he plays very well back in coverage and also is really surprising against the run
0: for the Browns, I feel like there were several times this past uh, season where Baker just didn't have a whole lot of time to really let plays develop. I have them going with Andrew Thomas, the offensive tackle from Georgia. Just you know, give built, Baker a little bit more time. Give Baker a little bit more time.
1: At number 11, the New York Jets, uh, I have him going with Jerry Judy from Alabama. They definitely need to give Sam Darnold some weapons. Um, he needs something to see besides ghosts out there. I also have him going with Jerry
0: Judy from Alabama. Uh, I feel like he's a very well-rounded wide receiver. Uh, and I think, like you said, Sam Darnold needs some more weapons out and there. And obviously
1: the knock on Judy is sometimes he tries to look upfield and get going before he actually catches the ball. I don't think it has anything to do with his hands or his ability. He's just got to focus on concentrating a little more. Um, At number 12, the Las Vegas Raiders uh, have them going another Alabama wide receiver, Henry Ruggs III. Without Antonio Brown, they really kind of lacked a true number one wide receiver. Obviously, they had Tyrell Williams and Hunter Renfro, but I don't think either one of those guys are a true number one, and I think that Ruggs can step into that role.
0: For the Raiders, I also have them going receiver, but I have them going with C.D. Lamb. You know, like you said, they need some receiver to come in and help out especially with losing uh, Antonio Brown this past year, and I believe he could be the
1: answer for them. And now at number 13, the Indianapolis Colts, um, I think they're going to go with Javon Kinlaw, the defensive tackle out of South Carolina. I know you had him going a little bit earlier, but with Derek Brown falling to the Jaguars, I just think that Kinlaw is obviously the next best defensive tackle available, and I think that's where they're going to go.
0: I have the Colts going with a uh, receiver here, Jalen Rager. I believe it's Jalen Rager. Rager, Rager, the wide receiver from TCU. I think they might take a chance on him just because of his speed. Um, You know, you see a lot of these speed guys; they're just able to stretch the field and really spread out that defense a little bit more. So, I believe he's not there yet, but
1: he could develop into a a Tyree kill. 14, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have them going with Justin Herbert. They need to replace Winston. Um, I know that, you know, I don't think he is exactly ready to be a franchise quarterback, but he could definitely develop into that. I think they could take a chance on him and have a new beginning in Tampa Bay.
0: I have the Bucs going with AJ. How do you say his last name?
1: <laughs> Epinesia. Epinesia. I think. I don't know. Whatever.
0: Some of these names on here, I'm telling you.
1: 15th pick, the Denver Broncos. I've got them going with Christian Fulton to replace Chris Harris Jr. He's the cornerback out of LSU.
0: I have the Broncos going with Henry Ruggs the third, the wide receiver from Alabama. Uh, you know, second one off the board here. Uh, I just feel like absolutely. Second losing, Alabama receiver. Second Alabama receiver off the board. I feel like when they lost Emmanuel Sanders, uh, they just need someone to uh, come back in and help that receiving
1: core a little bit more. Uh, at 16, the Atlanta Falcons, obviously just losing Vic Beasley. Not necessarily. I mean, they are losing him, but, you know, the Twitter post, uh, they said they're not going to negotiate. Um, I have them going with A.J. Epinesia. Uh, I think they need a reliable edge rusher. I don't think they're going to go with Caleb Von Chasen just because I think Epinesia, again, is more reliable, and he can replace Vic Beasley, who was more like Caleb Von Chasen.
0: I also have the Falcons going with the edge rusher here. I have them going with Yeter Gross Matos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeter Gross Matos, I think. Yeter but Gross again, Matos. Whatever. Uh, at 17, the Cowboys, I have them going with Grant Delpit. Uh It's a little bit of reach. He plays well against the run, and he can just kind of add to that secondary in, Ellis, or in Dallas.
0: I also have the Cowboys going with a safety, but I have them going with Xavier McKinney. When it comes down to it, he's a better tackler than
1: Delpit is. I think he's also a little bit better in coverage. He is. But um, I think you might be wrong. Uh, I think that Delpit might be a little bit better tackler.
0: uh, Towards the end of the season, Delpit finally started wrapping up a little bit more. But before that, he had several... uh, Tackles where the offensive players were able to shed him off just because he didn't wrap up as good. Uh, To me, Delpit would be more of a guy that they could throw in at free safety. Uh, You know, he could back on up and until he gets more sure, becoming a sure tackler. Uh, McKinney, I feel like all throughout the season, though, was a better tackler.
1: Uh, 18, the Miami Dolphins again. Uh, Obviously, I have them addressing the linebacker position earlier in the draft I think they're going to go with Mecky Becton offensive tackle out of Louisville he has definitely came on strong here towards the end of the college football season um, and I think that they're just going to take him to strengthen that offensive line and really solidify it
0: I also have them going with uh, Becton there uh, especially since I had him taking Tua earlier in the draft
1: oh yeah they're going to have to protect Tua I feel like they if need to if they happen to, to go uh, that route they've got to protect him exactly uh, 19, the Las Vegas Raiders, again. I got him going with Kenneth Murray. He kind of compares to the Titans, Rashawn Evans. Uh, again, Murray, he's the linebacker from Oklahoma. He can plug into a linebacker spot immediately in the NFL. And I think that's kind of what the Raiders are looking for. They need somebody that they can go ahead and plug in there.
0: I also have the Raiders going with Murray.
1: Uh, 20, the London Jaguars, again. Uh, I've got him going with, and this is another one of those names, uh, LaVisca. Chenault Jr., the wide receiver out of Colorado, he uh, seems like a steal at this spot at this point in the draft. Again, for the Jaguars, um, I think he is the best player left in the draft uh, at this point in time, and I think that's where they're going to go. They need somebody um, across from DJ Chark, who really came on last season. I think if they add in Chenault in there, that could definitely solidify that receiving core.
0: I have the Jags going with the defensive side of the ball again. I have them going with Christian Fulton, the cornerback. Uh, since they've lost Ramsey, I feel like they need uh, to go address that cornerback position and try and find someone that can you know, help out that secondary again.
1: And at 21, we've got Philadelphia. I've got them going with C.J. Henderson, the defensive back out of Florida. I also have them going with C.J. Henderson, At 22, the Buffalo Bills, I've got them going with Kayla Vaughn Chasing. They need that edge rusher. Um, He's out of LSU. He is very athletic and has a lot of potential. I think that he could really mold into a very impactful player there in Buffalo.
0: For Buffalo, I have him going with a wide receiver you had just going a couple pits ago, uh, Chenault Jr. Uh, I feel like with Cole Beasley and Brown, uh, you know, they're getting on up there a little bit in age. I feel like bringing in this young wide receiver to maybe learn from them that uh, it would really help Buffalo's we- weapons out.
1: And we've got the Patriots at pick 23. They need a tight end v- very bad. But assuming that they address that in free agency, I think they're going to go with the offensive tackle out of Georgia, Andrew Thomas, Um to protect whoever they've got back there at quarterback. If it's Tom Brady, then this pick definitely makes sense.
0: For me, I have the Patriots going with Grant Delpit, uh, you know, the safety. If you look at the Patriots' secondary, it's starting to get pretty old. They need to bring in a young guy. uh, You know, not saying he has to start right away, but maybe he can learn from some of these older veterans. uh, And, you know, Belichick might be able to develop him into a pretty good safety
1: at 24 the saints i've got him taking patrick queen the linebacker out of lsu
0: i have the saints going with jordan love quarterback um you know drew Brees is a free agent this year i believe he will be back uh not sure how long the saints would be willing to bring him back for but i believe teddy bridgewater is going to move on from the saints and feel like he can possibly go start somewhere else. So
1: I feel like
0: the Saints need to be looking for their plan after Drew Brees.
1: At twenty five, the Minnesota Vikings, I got him going with uh Neville Gallimore, defensive tackle out of Oklahoma. He could definitely move up the draft board if he has a good combine, which I think he's gonna have. And this is a spot where I think, you know, the the Vikings they definitely need that interior defensive lineman and he could fit that role pretty well.
0: I have the Vikings going with Trevon Diggs, uh, cornerback. Overall, the Vikings defense uh, wasn't terrible this past year, and I feel like adding uh, Diggs could just help them out even more. It
1: helps that Stephon Diggs, his brother's on the other side of the ball there in Minnesota. Uh, 26, the Miami Dolphins. I think they're going to go with DeAndre Swift, the running back out of Georgia. I think they have to have a clear-cut number one running back, and he could definitely fill that role. That's something they've struggled with having the past few years, and I think that they could finally you know, find that answer with Swift.
0: For this pick for the Dolphins, I actually have them flipping over to the defensive side of the ball and taking an edge rusher, uh, Curtis Weaver.
1: At 27, the Seattle Seahawks, I've got them going with Jalen Rager, the wide receiver out of TCU. I think his speed paired with Metcalf's is that could create an offense that could – go up against kansas city i mean metcalf is already a beast as it is and they have lockett add in rager there you know just give russell wilson more weapons and he's already an elite quarterback as it is so there's no telling what he can do i have the seahawks the seahawks going with
0: a edge rusher since they're probably gonna lose Clowney uh in this offseason clavon calavon
1: Uh, The Baltimore Ravens at 28, I'm going with T. Higgins. This is a stud athlete to uh, pair with Lamar Jackson. I played against him uh, at a camp in high school, and the dude is an absolute stud. I mean, in warm-ups, he's throwing down windmills and all kinds of crazy stuff, Uh, and this is in high school. So at this point, after... Three seasons at Clemson, there's just absolutely no telling what this guy can do. And just, again, to pair with Lamar Jackson, I think that that could be an unstoppable combo for years to come.
0: I have the Ravens going with an edge edge rusher. An edge rusher. Terrell Lewis.
1: At 29, the Tennessee Titans, um, assuming they address edge in free agency, I think their biggest need is a defensive back. Um, I don't. I'm not sure if they're going to bring back Logan Ryan. It's kind of seems to me like they're not going to. I really like Jeff Gladney out of TCU. He has elite speed. Uh, ran a 4:34. There's no telling what he's going to run at the combine. I think he can get it down even lower in the 4:3s. Uh, they need a young corner that can keep up with some of these uh, faster wideouts in the league. He's an above-average tackler at his position. Six foot, 183 pounds. He's going to be the closest thing they're going to be able to get that can match up with Tyreek Hill. And I think that that's the that's the biggest thing they have to do this offseason is be able to beat the Chiefs on defense. For me,
0: I have the Titans taking a offensive tackle. Since we aren't sure yet if they are going to have enough cap room to be able to get Conklin back, I feel like they need to do something to – Really help that right side of the line, I have him going with Trey Adams. he's a big offensive tackle he's used to playing that right tackle spot uh I just feel like this would be the best pick for him.
1: I just don't see that happening just just because of the fact if they don't bring back Conklin, I think they're going to bring back Dennis Kelly I would there's just different places that they could go with this pick I would to me I would be a little bit disappointed if they went with. An offensive tackle I just I think there's more immediate needs that could be addressed with that being said uh at number 30 the Green Bay Packers Prince Tega I'm not gonna I'm not, uh-huh, gonna not so fun with the name now is it um he's the offensive tackle out of Auburn I'm just gonna assume if you're listening you know who he is maybe not but anyways that's uh, who I've got the Packers going with let's protect Aaron Rodgers for you know however long he's gonna play
0: I have the Packers going with T. Higgins. I mean, he is a big wide receiver, and can you imagine just pairing him with Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Rodgers? And Aaron Rodgers. Um, I just feel like that would give Rodgers another big it's weapon. It's almost
1: as scary as him being with Lamar Jackson, just in a, in a different way. Right. Uh, 31, the 49ers. Uh, I've got him going with Trevon Diggs from Alabama. He can – if Sherman's back, then which I'm pretty sure Sherman's going to be back for another season, um, he can definitely learn from Sherman. And those two paired together I think would make a really good secondary.
0: I have the 49ers going with a cornerback as well, but I have them going with Bryce Hall. Since I already had uh, Diggs off the board, I just felt like this would be you know, their next step.
1: And the last pick of the first round, the Kansas City Chiefs, I have him going with Jonathan Taylor, running back out of Wisconsin. Um, obviously Kareem Hunt is gone after whatever his allegations were. Uh, the Browns picked him up and they need another running back that it does he doesn't I'm not sure if he really fits their speed profile that they have going on, their little track team, but uh, I think it makes sense to go with him here.
0: I have the Chiefs going with a cornerback uh, with the last pick of the first round. I have them going with A.J. Terrell.
1: The Titans, let's talk about their second and third round picks. This is where it gets kind of interesting for the Titans. They have a couple of different positions that could be addressed with these picks. I have them going with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the running back out of LSU. I think that he could take some of the passing down workload off of Derrick Henry. Especially this next upcoming season, uh, he could be an option for the season after if the Titans decide to franchise tag Henry. Which hopefully not. Um, Edward Slayer he's a he's a hard runner and he knows how to win. We saw that at LSU um, in the game against Alabama, uh, the, the SEC Championship, the college football championship against Clemson. He. He's definitely a hard runner, and he's a guy that I would like to have uh, in Nashville.
0: I have in the second round the Titans going with the quarterback. Um, you know, obviously hoping they bring Tannehill back for a couple more years, but just in case Tannehill were to get hurt or looking on into the future beyond Tannehill, I have them taking Jalen Hurts. I, I just feel like it would be interesting to see him and Henry. You know, obviously, if Henry gets re-signed to a long-term deal, getting, hope so. getting paired together in that backfield uh, and seeing what they can do together.
1: I think that would be interesting. Uh, moving on to the third-round pick, the Titans have the 93rd pick in the draft. Uh, of course, last episode we touched on them possibly letting go of Daquan Jones. Uh, I think that they could fill this spot with a much cheaper contract, a guy, Shard Lawrence, another guy from LSU, Uh, He's a tough defensive tackle, 6'2", 308 pounds. He's strong. He's a good run stuffer. And assuming that they, um, you know, go get an edge rusher and they already have Terrell Casey, they have Jeffrey Simmons, uh, I think that, you know, he's not as great of a pass rusher, but he could contribute his rookie year if he came in as a rotational run stopper. You know, he's a guy that they could definitely put in on rushing downs. He doesn't have as long of a reach as I would like um so it's a little bit harder for him to shed off a block sometimes but again he he's an exceptional run stopper and I would like to see him in Nashville as well
0: I have the Titans taking a safety in the third round um I have them taking Brandon Jones uh the safety from Texas you know just to give them a little bit more depth in their secondary I know they uh brought Vaccaro back I feel like they need more depth back there just in case someone were to get hurt. He could also and,
1: fill in as a as a special teams player. I don't know a lot of background on this guy. Maybe he could also kind of fill in as a, a slot guy or if a Monty hooker moves to kind of that slot position, he could you know, just kind of fill that backup role that hooker already uh, fills at the moment. So that's all I've got for the draft. If you have any more comments. Of course, our
0: uh, mock draft here,
1: that's, not including any trades
0: that might go down as we do get closer to the NFL draft. So obviously all of this could change up a little bit. I think we
1: definitely will need to do another mock draft uh, after the combine and a little bit closer to the draft. Definitely after free agency, we'll have a lot clearer picture of what these teams could do.
0: Yeah, I think we definitely need to do another draft after free agency, the combine, all of that just because it will give a clearer picture, and maybe by then we'll be able to pronounce
1: these names correctly. Uh, With that being said, thank you guys for listening. This has been the second episode of the Titans Time podcast. Go check us out on Twitter at Titans underscore Time. And thank you guys. This has been Titans Time.